Hey, New Life. Welcome to today's daily devotional. My name is Tex. I'm the student ministry director here. Let me begin today by saying it has been nothing short of a joy and an honor being able to spend time with you in these devotionals. And so being able to watch and learn from so many of you, as well as just being able to even teach a few myself, it has been awesome doing that. And I'm excited for today's especially. Like, Today's, I think, just gets to the heart of student ministry in so many ways, and I'm excited to be able to share some of that with you today. Because let me tell you, um, for me, getting to partner with teenagers, and I've partnered with our schools, and I work as their their life coach and chaplains on sports teams um, in, in the area and throughout places I've been before. And it's awesome because I get to have conversations with students. I get to speak into their lives and teach them these values we find in the scriptures. But in the midst of it, having these really cool, open and honest conversations with teenagers and students. And in the midst of it, even with friends of mine that aren't necessarily believers and students that, that aren't always in church, I, I ask them the question of who do you say Jesus is? Tell me what you think about Jesus. And, and then I just spend some time really listening. Because my goal in that conversation is truly not to, to teach them anything in that moment. Because I want to hear what they have to say. And we can move from there. And what's incredible is, is I often hear this response. What I often hear for, for us today is that like they love the idea of Jesus when he teaches like, man, love your enemies. He lo- they love the idea of turning the cheek. They love so much of Jesus's great, good moral teachings. But what they struggle with is some of the more miraculous things, some of the miracles and some of the huge things Jesus says, especially when Jesus says things like, I am God. And what are the implications of that? And that's not new. Like we, we should wrestle with that. Every, like from the from the history throughout it, we see great men wrestling with this idea of who Jesus is. Thomas Jefferson, he wrestled with this. And, and unfortunately for him, like he never really came out in, in, in some ways because he ends up like believing like Jesus is this great moral teacher, but denies the deity of who Jesus is. In fact, he rewrites the Bible. It's called the Jefferson Bible. And, and it removed all of the mentions of Jesus' deity and miracles and just leaves the moral teachings of Jesus. For us today, every single one of us as believers should be able to come to this conversation and say, who do you say Jesus is? Because that question profoundly impacts everything for us. That question affects how we live, how we spend our money, how we serve, how we love people, how we talk to our neighbors, how we talk to our spouse, how we treat our kids, all of it because of who Jesus is to you. And so today's text we're going to dive into literally starts to expound upon that. And so I, that's why I'm super excited for today's text. And so open up your, your Bibles or your Bibles apps um, to 1 John chapter 5. We're going to be in verses 6 through 8 today. And so I'm so excited for this. But here's what it says. It says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the, the water and the blood, and these three agree. Now, when you first read that text, you got to be kind of like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, it's talking about the spirit. It's talking about water. It's talking about blood. What? What? But, but the text starts to set this up, that there is one who comes by water 
and blood. And it kind of sets up this, this understanding for us about Jesus. It says that Jesus didn't just come by water, but he came by water and blood. You see, see for us, like the scriptures use water often as this illustration of, guess what, life. And, and yet Jesus was man, that he came into the world um, through that, that Jesus who began throughout history was incarnate with us, that Jesus physically was born, right? But it goes on to say that he also had blood in his life. He had this suffering, this painful death for guess what? Our sins on the cross, that Jesus went to be the atoning sacrifice and that these things echo for us, that he was in fact different from you and I. That while, yes, he was fully man, like me and you, there's something different about him. And the Spirit even testifies to this, that Jesus was also fully God. And see, for us, we see that there's this, this different thing about Jesus, that Jesus is fully man and fully God. And let me tell you, as we deal with the question of who Jesus is, understanding these huge things here has profound effects for each of us. Because if Jesus was just one or the other, like that, that has some profound implications and tragedy for us. Like, think about it. If Jesus is fully man and isn't fully God, we have some huge problems. If Jesus was just a man, we deal with the C.S. Lewis thing, that he's either a liar or he's crazy. Because if a man's running around saying he is God, there's a problem and we need to talk to him. And yet Jesus, who goes around saying, I am God would have some issues for you and I when we look at the idea was Jesus just man we he that would mean guess what Jesus wasn't perfect it would mean that Jesus didn't live a sinless life it would mean that Jesus wasn't born without that sinful nature you and I deal with every single day that Jesus would not be the perfect atoning sacrifice for us the forgiveness of sins and all that we deal with there would be gone poof if Jesus was not also God. So, but what if God, Jesus was just fully God? You see, some of the struggle in that is that we see that Jesus, while he is our high priest, he is also our counselor. He is our comforter. He is the one who knows. It says the scriptures that he is the high priest who's walked in our place and in our pain and our shame and our guilt and our painful situations. Jesus knows our suffering because guess what? He experienced it firsthand. The cross was not just something that was like metaphorical. It was physically terribly painful for him because he paid the brunt of our sins by being perfect and sinless as God. But yet because of his man, his deity and being in man, it changed everything because Jesus understands our pain. He understands us when we're hungry. He understands us when we're sick and we're suffering and he has been there. And so for us, when we look at the idea, the union of these two, that Jesus' deity and his humanity should give us great hope and joy because we have a God who isn't far off and isn't distant from us, but not only cares about us to love and to save us, but we have a God who came into the world to save us. He came for you and I, that Jesus himself literally was the rescue mission. He didn't send other people to do the job. He came in his great love for us, that Jesus himself was the one. He is the perfect, adequate savior for everything. We get to see that in it, that he is literally all we need in one place and is one who completely understands our sin and our pain and our sufferings. And for us today, that we get to see Jesus 
man fully and God fully is the one who says, I love you. I would do so much for us and is calling us back to him with all he is. And yet in the midst of it, as the spirit does that today, my question I want to leave you with, and hopefully you get a wrap on today, is who do you say Jesus is? Guys, know we love you. We miss you. And we're excited to be able to see you guys at the weekend services coming up. So we can't wait till then. Y'all have a wonderful day.